I'm Augusta Mayor Hardy Davis. You're listening to Making a Difference with Ken Macon. Have you gotten a letter from the IRS about an audit, levy, or tax lien? Worried because you haven't filed taxes in several years? Well, stop worrying and call the tax pros at TaxWise Financial on Tobacco Road. TaxWise Financial is licensed to represent you at all levels of the IRS in any state, from the simple to the complex. Professional and affordable representation by TaxWise Financial will help resolve all of your tax issues. Call them at 706-305-1412. TaxWise Financial, the wise choice for all your tax needs. Hey, I just want to welcome everybody to a very special episode of Making a Difference. It's our election day episode. I am your host, Ken Macon. Shout out to the online movement and everybody who's involved. I'm really excited about where this broadcast, this podcast is going. Before we jump into the show, I want to thank our sponsors, Medical Villa Pharmacy on 1520 Lady Walker Boulevard, beautiful Minnesota, Georgia. If you're looking for affordable health care and a pharmacy that you can trust, look no further. The Medical Villa Pharmacy, 706 7227355. TaxWise Financial at 2664 Tobacco Road in Hepsiba, Georgia. Professional and affordable representation, the wise choice for all your tax needs. That's TaxWise Financial, 706 305 1412. 706 305 1412. Also, want to shout out my friends over at Urban Pro Weekly, a free weekly newspaper in the CSRA, covering issues related to the or relating to the local community. But yeah, this is a this is our election day episode and not going to keep you guys too long. This is particularly for my friends. Well, I'm I'm going to say it's for everybody and I just want to encourage you all. Uh, you guys are probably listening to this podcast around you know uh, 4 4:30, maybe even 5 o'clock Eastern time on election day and you're on your way home. If that's the case, listen. Before you stop by the house, if there's an election going on in your town, in your city, in your uh, municipality. Take advantage of that opportunity. Stop by there. It's not going. It's not going to take you 15, 20 minutes. Just as sure as you can stop by the grocery store or stop by a restaurant to pick up something to eat for the family. Stop by and make that important investment in voting for <clears throat> your choice for you know whatever position or whatever ordinance or decision that it is. I want to. I really, well, first of all, let me say this. I'm going to talk about SPLOST here. And I know everybody's looking forward in, in Richmond County is looking forward to the SPLOST discussion. We're going to have Sean Franham uh, to uh, to speak here shortly on this podcast. That's really uh, the, the essence of, of the podcast. We have a really open conversation about the special purpose local option sales tax in Richmond County. Before I jump into that conversation, I just want to really open up and, and kind of share some thoughts I had on social media. Um, in terms of, of SPLOS, because I've been pushing for SPLOS since the beginning of the year because I understood that local officials needed a financial base to work with um, in order to improve city infrastructure and to help local organizations. And I still contend that local um, officials need that financial base. What they don't need, though, is a blank check. Um, and what I'm seeing on social, or what I had seen, rather, on social media um, was a, a lot of people, you know, who were saying, you know, yes to SPLOS, but then you kind of get this... Uh, background commentary where it's like, yeah, we know it's not the best deal or it's things, but we need it. Those type of comments take away from something that is always needed in the political arena as it relates to the relationship between politicians slash public servants and the constituency they serve. Accountability is, 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 is an important element there, and I don't see it enough in the political arena. In talking about Splunk, uh the sales tax package, uh, sales tax package, I will set aside hundreds of millions of dollars for Augusta. 
it sounds like a lot. I mean, a hundred. Look, give me a hundred million dollars. You know what I mean? But in in the context of you know city funding and, and what city needs, if if you don't spend a penny tax uh, wisely and the way it should be spent, it ends up looking like or seeming like pennies. This is why we have to do more than say yes. We have to say yes. Um, if you keep us in the loop on where the money is going, uh, you know we see improvements across the entire city. Um, and you make sure that the economics of spots are equitable for all people. And this is a big challenge in Augusta, Richmond County, because there's a certain portion um, of the area that is really not seeing um, how Splas is working for them. To me, commissioners can't sell the viability of Splas uh, to people in South Augusta. And this is something that if or when people vote yes, that needs to be improved upon. South, uh, make South Augusta a worthy place to live for residents and prospective businesses. Um, we see the power of Splas dollars in neighboring Columbia County in Georgia. Uh, the Lady A Amphitheater, and that is, yes, named for Lady, uh, Lady Annabellum, a nationally recognized um, group. Uh, it's become one of those des uh, destination spots for premier local and regional events. Now, I'm not going to get into, you know, specifics because I'm, I tell you, I have a lot of plans and a lot of ideas for what should be done uh, with SPLOS funding to make sure that everybody feels a part. Um, I had the chance to bring up Diamond Lakes. Uh, Diamond Lakes is, um, I, I tell you, a, a piece of kind of a, a landmark area. To me, it's comparable to uh, to Chastain Park in Atlanta in terms of, you know, um, it, it's a it's a wooded area, but it's nice. You know, it's somewhere where you could put an amphitheater, and you could bring and you could bring guests. You know, um, we have Jill Scott. We're very fortunate, and I'm very excited um, that Jill Scott. Is coming to the area. Is coming to, matter of fact, she's going to perform at the Bell Auditorium December sixth. Um, that it should be an awesome show. You get a, a world class act like Jill Scott coming to Augusta. But the challenge to me is to make sure that we retain um, that level of excellence, that level of entertainment, by making sure that you have the facilities um, to to support that. And make no mistake about it, this isn't just a conversation about this area or that area. Uh, the name of the game is to make sure that all districts feel like they're a part of the overall solution for Augusta. Um, you have some people that feel like SPLOS doesn't help their district. And that, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't think people should feel that way. Um, I think that, you know, if, if you have serious concerns with SPLOS, take those concerns to your commissioners and think of ways that the money can help your neighborhood and help your community. Um, and, my, and my concern at the end of the day is this, is that we cannot have these conversations until we accept the duality of SPLOS. Yes, 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 yes. There is definitely a case of necessity, but with that necessity and urgency, there must be accountability. Um, for a long time, I've believed that SPLOS has stood for the same people like opportunity sales tax. Um, but as we, um, I mean, votes, like it's it's here, it's 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 in, we're in the here now. But I, I want SPLOS to stand for, stand for something different. I want it to stand for sales portion led by officials showing transparency. Um, in order to do that, to me, we can't just talk about SPLOS once a year. We must pay it, make it a part of our weekly and monthly conversations in order to make Augusta better. Um, and, I, and I still say I would love to hear from commissioners and citizens on how to create this level of transparency and not just your political, you know, speak. Um, lead by example. Tell us how SPLOS can work and should and should work. And I, I want to credit um, our guest who's coming up, uh, Sean Franham, the District 7 Commissioner in Augusta, Richmond County, because he sent over a lot of documentation and a lot of information in terms of what the city already has up and, and the fact that they understand, hey, 
there's a need for accountability. There's a need to make sure that Splunk is, is conducted in the right fashion. And I salute Sean for that. And I, I tell you, we have a an open and honest and candid conversation in terms of not only what public servants and elected officials should do, but what the citizenry should do as well. So without further ado, Sean Franham and I, great conversation. You're listening to Making a Difference. Always glad to have District 7 Commissioner Sean Franham. Sean, how you doing today, my friend? Doing well, sir. How are you? Doing awesome. Just want to want to talk Splos. Obviously, the uh, the votes coming up here in less than twenty four hours a, re- a really exciting time. I just want to get a get a commissioner's perspective. You know, leading into uh, such a big vote. What's what's uh, what's what's your uh, your state of mind right now? What's the morale of commissioners? You think? Well, you know, we have nine commissioners that are supporting the package, and uh, you know, we've been working hard to inform the public and try to put new. Uh, things in place, but you know we feel good about it. We know that it's going to be tough, and I mean, I, I think I feel like we're going to win, but I just feel like it's going to be really close because I know people are upset about us at, with us about stormwater and uh, property taxes last year, and um, I guess accountability. And you know, people have been talking more about the commissioners than the two hundred fifty million dollar package. How do you feel about that? Largely because as I, as I look at you know just going back to January and. I mean, this is a, a relatively new com, uh, commission, uh, commission. Do you feel like in some ways you guys are paying for the sins of the past? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we, you know, we all are painted with the same paintbrush, and we know that we can't, we can't go backwards. We got to go forward and move the city forward. And you know, a few of us are brand new, myself in on their six months, and four others are, are new this year. And it's just one of those things where we're trying our best to show more trust and the people to trust us more and more accountability and be more transparent in how we're doing things. That's, that's good to know. In, in that, um, you know, looking at that, that viewpoint, do you believe that this current SPLOS as currently constructed gives you all an opportunity to kind of set, you, um, set yourselves apart uh, from the past to say, hey, this is a, a, a new Augusta. Um, this is a, a new chance for us to show you, you know, that we're not just going <laughs> to, you know, put these packages together and then keep you guys out of the loop. We're going to, you know, keep you in the mix. And, and just to be transparent, talk about that opportunity. Absolutely. I mean, it's the first package, to my recollection, that there's not been any NGOs in the in the, in the the package. Uh, we've cut the fat out of the package. Uh, this package, I've been telling people, you know, it's kind of to get the house in order. Uh, we can't. We've had some issues in the past of how money was spent in some areas that maybe were neglected. And, and this squash really gets us back to the foundation of, of what it's supposed to be used for and really helps us, you know, help with public safety needs that we've never had, you know, taken care of. Like right now, currently, their radio system, if they hit their emergency button, one, they don't have a GPS tracker on, so they don't know where they are. Number two, if they walk into a hospital, uh, they have dead spots in different hospitals and in South Augusta because of where the towers are. And, you know, that's an issue of, of safety that we don't need to be having in this community. We need to take care of the people. Absolutely. I want to talk to you about the MPOs because I know that was a, a sore spot for some folks. Uh, it was, I, I believe, some of the contention uh, early on was, you know, if you don't have the nonprofits in there, then you're going to have a base of people who um, are not going to vote um, for the SPLOS. That's that's not in there. I know some people aren't happy about it, but I, I want to ask you because there are other opportunities and other ways to help out nonprofit organizations. I, you have a unique perspective um, in this, uh, w- well, in regards to NPOs. Because you've worked um, with the Ronald McDonald House for so many years, just help the community understand. Hey, you know the the um, the city by no means has left the MPOs in the dark. 
Yeah, I mean, it was a tough decision. Uh, we just knew that more people uh, weren't affected by those organizations than are affected by those organizations. I think people don't realize that we give, I think it's $5.4 million in our general fund budget out to nonprofits through different entities um, that, of services that we can't do or services that are vital to the uh, community like domestic violence and safe homes. So, you know, it's one of those things with a tough decision. But at this time, with the stormwater fee, the property tax, it was—I felt like it was the right decision. Uh, but doesn't mean we don't support those organizations. It is tough because you have to get creative in raising funds, and you know it, it, those quality of life issues. The Imperial, the Miller, and I was on the Imperial Theater board back in 2009 when we had to raise $250,000 uh, to get one million dollars from SPLAS. So I, I, you know, obviously I was supporting it there and understand the need and some of these projects have kept the Imperial and other places like Augusta Mini Theater you know, going uh, but it was just a tough decision we had to make this time I understand. I, I want to um, jump. We're going to jump into the, the uh, conversation in terms of, you know, accountability. Uh, the city, uh, you all, the city administrator has really paid attention to community concerns in regards to the demand uh, for accountability and transparency with SPLOS, with the special purpose uh, local option sales tax. I want to ask you um, first, because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this is going to factor into SPLOS down the road. In your opinion, in your mind, what can we do to make all districts um, feel like they are a part of this package. You said yourself, nine commissioners are um, are, are in favor of SPLOS. That leaves one out. Um, what what can we do to make this more inclusive? To make everybody feel like they're a part of the process. Well, I don't think we're ever going to have a perfect package. I think there's just too many needs, and people, you know, won't certain things and it's just not going to happen but I think you look at it too I mean yeah South Augusta hasn't always gotten the love um, you know we got that the elephant in the room at the Regency Mall aspect that we really can't do anything with right now but you know one of the things you have to realize too is that you travel these roads to South Augusta to have to get downtown and uh, we've got to make sure that all of the areas are taken care of and I look at this year you know uh, tobacco roads on there I'm pretty sure uh, in the past, Diamond Lakes has been on there, and that's the you know the best uh, park in in, the, in Richmond County. But and then 8.4 million between Hepsa and Blythe because those are their own entities. Uh, but 8.4 million being spent down there. Uh, and, and you're right. I mean, we we have to look at the city as a whole. And I think one of the things that we can do moving forward as a commission is we got to get out of the weeds. We got to get out of the personnel business. We got to get out of hand doing stuff that is taking up our time and focus more on economic development. we got to focus and ask the questions of, you know, what are we going to do about Gordon Highway? What are we going to do about different aspects of the community where we do need to see growth and we need to, we do need to show those people that we haven't forgot about them. So hopefully the dialogues will change in the future as, as the commissioners, you know, we get our house in order on the SWAS package and then, you know, there, there's the majority of the, of the commissioners are working together to see a better Augusta, and I think we are really moving in a positive direction that focuses on all of Augusta, not West Augusta, East Augusta, Downtown Augusta, but Augusta as a whole. That's uh, that's great to hear. When I hear you talk about what are we going to do about Gordon Highway, you know, what are we going to do about you know it's just different areas? I mean, it sounds like that you all have a vision in mind. Um, an economic vision in mind. I can, uh, and I can just share very briefly. Well, let, you know what? Before I do that, I'll ask you this. Um, and you, and you may say this goes hand in hand, but I, I want to ask you in terms of urgency. Do you believe that 
uh, building infrastructure is more important or that economic development in the way of bringing in businesses or corporations is more important. What's the, wh which one is, is, is more of an urgent concern for commissioners at this time, Sean? Uh, infrastructure. Uh, I think that we got, again, we got to get, we got to get things in order to where we can bring development in. I mean, we got to get the trust of the people. We got to get more positive things going because frankly, people pick up the newspaper or watch the media every night and it's us bickering or it's a negative aspect of Augusta and that doesn't help economic development right. and that's part of the reason this squat is even in question I mean I think if, if we were working together more communicating better um, we wouldn't even have this major vote it would be a landslide win but unfortunately people don't trust us and if they don't and when they don't trust us they're going to go vote no and if they vote no and it fails tomorrow it's the 27.9 million dollar hit to the city of Augusta that's, I mean, and, and, and when you get to those numbers, it's, uh, it's, it's really devastating. I had a chance to share um, on social media. I, I, I really just believe in the, in the duality of uh, this Sploss piece. I think it's vitally needed, I mean, just because of those numbers, $27.9 million. That's a check that Augusta can't afford, uh, can't, can't afford to miss out on. At the same time, I, I firmly believe that Sploss has to be a, a weekly conversation it has to be a monthly conversation it, it just it can no longer be this you know once or twice a year type deal because and, and what I believe is this is that when you wait to have those conversations particularly after a previously failed um, SPLOS package you know I, I think it does the city a disservice I think um, it does um, you all the city leaders a disservice as well what and let me ask you about that um, what can be done to make sure or, or Sean, you want to uh, interject there? Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to agree 100%. And, you know, I've been on this commission six months, and people are coming to me going, well, why did you put that on the agenda last week? What's taking you so long? Well, frankly, as a commissioner, you have so many issues that come up, and until they're hot-button issues, you really can't get to everything that you'd like to get to. Mm. And I went to Janice, and I said, look, are we doing enough for accountability and transparency purposes for SWAT? And she said, and she felt no, and I, and I already knew no. I just want to hear it from her. Mm. So she came up with 10 bullet points of accountability. One is posting online to where you can find it, uh, posting online where you give updates, posting online of whether the uh, information is, you know, where the project stands. Uh, giving local vendor preference ordinance, talk about DBE participation levels, you know, uh, creating an annual report that's available at, you know, libraries, community centers, so that we're showing the people where each dollar's being spent instead of just, yes, we do an audit, and yes, we do things correctly and legally, but we got to take the next step because of all the problems of the previous, you know, yeah. administration, commissioners, how money was spent, and, and we've got to move the city forward and do that to be transparent. That's good. I, I, I want to ask you about this. What's the feasibility of a, a citizen's advisory board type of uh, board type of deal to make sure that that the public is a, a part of this conversation and, and, and I see this a lot with the commissioners and I and actually empathize with you all in terms of the paperwork the responsibility the burden of responsibility at times for you all there's just so much information and so much money uh, or I should say money matters that you all have to deal with where I mean it can become overwhelming why not you know delegate some of that responsibility or, or make it something where, you know, you, you kind of have a sounding board in terms of, hey, this is what's going on with Sploss. What do you think about this? To, to create that kind of dialogue, what, what do you think is the feasibility of something like that, a, a citizen's advisory board uh, for Sploss? I, I don't think it's a bad 
idea, and I'm not saying it won't happen. I think, though, the skeptics are going to say, well, you're appointing people, and those people are not going to truly represent it because you appoint them. They're just going to tell us what we want to hear. That's why I'm a factual person, and I feel like if we make the facts more fluent and more easy to find, if it's on the website and it says SPA 7 and it has a color code of where the project is and it says this is a federal project and that's the reason it hadn't started, I think people will trust us, and I think that a, pa- a panel of that nature probably wouldn't be needed if, if we're that transparent. But yeah. unfortunately, we've never been that transparent, Augusta. Gotcha. Um, I, I want to ask you this as well in terms of I, I really think what could bring the city together on SPLOS is if you go by district one through eight and you say, look, this is our plan. This is what we're going to do for your district, for your district, for your district, for your district, and, and make it something exciting. So, so make it something that people can look forward to. You know, I, I think about various districts. Uh, district four comes to my, di- um, you know, we, we, ha- we have Diamond Lakes. It is, it's a great park. It is in term and and this is and this is where I agree with you in terms of infrastructure, you know, being of of, of the most vital importance is I want to see, you know, people be able to get to Diamond Lakes. You know what I mean? I, I want it to be more accessible in, in terms of infrastructure. But just going back to my to my general question, what can we do to make all the districts feel like they're they're a part of this thing? You know, it, it may it maybe it's I don't want to say pet project, but just things we can set aside to say, hey, district two, this is coming your way, look for this. What what do you think about that? disagree. I think that some of that has probably gotten us in, in, in trouble in the past where, you know, this I'm, pl- I'm playing this district against this district. And at the end of the day, I mean, every district has different needs. I look at, like, my district in District 7, you know, Skinner Mill Road's on the project. Okay. And Skinner Mill is a heavily traveled road and everything. And Dennis Road's not on, not on there. And Dennis Road is probably more dangerous than Skinner Mill, but Skinner Mill has more traffic. So that was the only thing I could get in. Wrightsboro Road's on there. Um, so it's tough to do that um, on the pet project side. I understand, and I feel like every commissioner that when we went together, we went for four hundred two fifteen, and the six of us that got together, every every hot button issue or something that really pertained to their area or what they were passionate about, um, they got in. Whether you know some commissioners were passionate about public safety, we did more public safety than we've ever done in the history of a SWAS package. And so, it, again, I think that having more people engaged in the process would probably help because I agree that, like, it, the thing about commissioners that drives me crazy is we're still human beings. It's not, it's not Sean's district. It's the people's district. Yeah. And I think we do a terrible job of telling the story. We do a tel- terrible job of informing people and engaging people. Like, we, we need to, you know, engage people more in a humble way and, and get the opinion of the people. And it so happens I brought these issues to Janice and I'm late in the game, and they're probably going to be approved tomorrow at the commission meeting. But the fact is, it's like I'm only one person, and we have to listen to people to make our decisions, not Sean Frown decisions. That, no, that's 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 a, a very humble perspective. It's it's an appreciated perspective, and I think it's something that um, endears not only your your district, um, the people in your district to you, but I think it's something that uh, everyone in Augusta can identify with. I want to ask you about this because I think one of the great things about Sploss is how wh- however you feel about it, whatever controversy, it really has unified um, people in terms of you know I, I look at you know the sheriff's office. Um, I look at just, you know, just various organizations and, and really, you know, uh, you know, as we talk about, you know, um, majority media, 
the um <laughs> what we are seeing is that there are progressive entities in augusta there are progressive offices and organizations and they and those organizations are saying we need the splos it's got to make you feel good sean from the PBA and the fire union and different entities that have some skin in the game and, and you know the municipal building finally being paid off will be a huge uh, relief if, if it passes and there's a lot of things going on I mean we got the first Parks and Rec study in 42 years going on we got a new Parks and Rec director and there's some exciting times in Augusta and people that are against the squad are, are really against it because of the accountability they're against it because of the they're not against it because of the package. They know that we bare bone this package for the needs and things, but they're against it because of of, of us or, or and what we've done in the past. And you know, there's nothing we can do about that but to move forward and, and try to gain the trust of the people. And I think that my colleagues and I are working really hard to change the image that, and, and change the day to day operations. You know, we got a select committee that's going to meet next two weeks about you know changing the process of how agendas and committees and commission meetings are ran to where, you know, we're not, I guess, the laughing stock of the community and, and, and we're more efficient. So That's good. Here's um, I want to ask you a final question. We talk, we always talk about governmental accountability, but I want to talk about the accountability that's on the citizens, uh, on the citizens, excuse me, um, that's on residents to make sure that they are speaking with their commissioners not only speaking with their commissioners, but that they know what's going on in their communities and they know what's coming down the pike. Can you speak to that responsibility and how if, if everybody's responsible for, for their part, I, I truly believe it makes for, for a better Augusta. Oh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I think that, again, they don't trust us. Uh, and I think that some people feel like their, their words can't be heard. So why why? fight the fight if you don't if you, if you can't win kind of thing and that's not true because when a commission chamber's packed we we definitely listen to the people if there's a, a zoning ordinance going on uh, and i just say people to get engaged and, and realize that the ways of the past are not got to be the ways of the future i mean we've got to move this city forward we got too many good things going around us with cyber and plant vogel srs the medical community and we need people to rally to support us, not to degrade us and make fun of us and think that we're all the same and we're all just the, past, the way the past is going to be is going to be the future because that's not true. And, you know, I, I welcome any support. I welcome anyone to call me and give me their opinion on things and, and just to get engaged. That's good. Sean, we look, Sean Franham on Facebook. He's also on Twitter. Uh, Sean, your, your phone number, if people may want to call you and get some perspective. That's why we love you. Sean Frandom, District 7 Commissioner. Big vote coming up tomorrow. Um, that is, of course, Splost 7. Hoping that it passes. Sean, thank you for coming on Making a Difference today, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you for what you do in educating the folks in, in the community. We appreciate it. Glad to do it. We'll be back with Making a Difference after these messages. My name is Lauren Macon, and you are listening to Making a Difference with my handsome husband, Ken Macon. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you looking for affordable health care? Are you looking for a pharmacy that you can trust? Well, look no further than Medical Villa Pharmacy on 1520 Laney Walker Boulevard here in beautiful Augusta, Georgia. 
This may be a familiar voice to you. Hey, it's none other than Ken Macon from the hit show Making a Difference. And I just want to tell you about the fine folks over at Medical Villa Pharmacy. They're led by pharmacists, Dr. Marshall Curtis and Baron Curtis. And I tell you, they provide great service for many of us here in Augusta, Richmond County. They take Georgia Medicaid, insurance plans, charge cards, WIC vouchers, and they even provide free delivery service. The Medical Villa Pharmacy is conveniently located in the medical district near the Medical College of Georgia and Payne College. Medical Villa Pharmacy. They are dedicated doctors, medical mavens, and a blessing to the health industry. What more can I say but head to Medical Villa Pharmacy, 706-722-7355, 706-722-7355. I'm Richmond County Sheriff Richard Roundtree. You're listening to Making a Difference with Ken Macon. Welcome back to Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Sean Frenham. I know I did. Just want to take care of some quick housekeeping things before you guys go off uh, and vote. First thing is, over in Aiken, I just got some information actually from Tony Price, who is the son of mayoral candidate uh, Mrs. Leslie Price, excuse me, who is saying that there's low voter turnout. And, you know, that I've heard the same thing in terms of SPLOS. Uh, the Board of Elections in Richmond County is saying they're anticipating a 10 to 15 percent turnout. I mean, you're talking about one out of every 10 people um, who are, are going to make their voices heard. And then you have to think everybody's not a registered voter. So it, it comes back to people have a lot of complaints about their community, but rarely do they make their voices heard. I'm at the ballot box. So this is this is your opportunity. And contrary to voter apathy or whatever it is that you may believe, your voice matters and your voice matters even more when it looks like other people aren't going to step up and step out to go vote. So I just want to challenge you guys, man, go out to the polls right now. Um, let me share this story, too. I'm so excited to hear uh, presidential candidate Bernie Sanders is going to speak at the University of South Carolina Aiken, USC Aiken uh, Convocation Center this Saturday. Uh, he's going to appear at a town hall meeting um, at the Convocation Center, 275 Robert M. Bell Parkway at 7 p.m. The event is free and open to the public. Um, I understand that the uh, the town hall meeting will be the third public event on Sanders' two-day swing through South Carolina. Uh, Bernie Sanders will appear at the first in the South presidential candidates forum hosted by MSNBC's Rachel Maddow on Friday at Winthrop University. Man, that's cool. And will also deliver the keynote address to the Southern Region of the National Federation of Democratic Women in Rock Hill on Saturday morning. Uh, State Director Christopher Covert uh, said uh, earlier today, excuse me, said last uh, last week, rather. Uh, we're looking forward to a great turnout in Aiken on Saturday. Uh, momentum is building for the campaign across the state, and our town hall will give South Carolinians an opportunity to hear Senator Sanders' powerful message. Exciting, exciting stuff. That is a report from the Aiken Standard. Um, some of my old stuff around, so I want to shout out my friends over um, at the Aiken Standard. Man, get out, go vote, stay tuned. There's a lot to talk about. I know you all want to hear my take on the anonymous report. Well, it's not really the anonymous report. It's <laughs> a, a group posing as anonymous, according to uh, some, some reports. There have been claims about some uh, politicians, some um, officials who have ties to the Ku Klux, to Ku Klux Klan. Uh, and so we will, as a matter of fact, I anticipate that this weekend we will talk about that uh, in the aftermath of the uh, presumed report that's going to come out from the real anonymous on November 5th, so stay tuned for that, as well as other uh, various podcasts. Look, we talk about everything here. You know how it is. We talk about uh, health and wellness, sports, news, and politics, so just stay tuned to Making a Difference. I'm Ken Macon. Love you guys so much. Appreciate you guys listening in. Don't just 
listen, share. Don't be selfish. Share this information with other people. I'm Kim Macon. Love you guys so much. Peace and God bless. Did you enjoy that episode of Making a Difference? If you did, then I want you to follow and keep up with the Making a Difference movement on Twitter, on Facebook, on SoundCloud, and on iTunes. If you're looking us up on iTunes, search for Making M-A-K-I-N-A Difference. SoundCloud, all you got to do is go to soundcloud.com backslash making a difference. On Twitter, the handle is differencemaking, M-A-K-I-N. And on Facebook, you can go to facebook.com backslash making a difference show, S-H-O-W. Thank you guys so much for supporting the movement. Love you guys. Peace and God bless.